Hi everyone, and today, uh, welcome to Jaffa Takes, the, uh, the podcast where we rewatch the worst episode of Stargate SG-1, uh, or close to it anyway. Uh, a, no- a notoriously terrible episode of Stargate SG-1, yay! Yay, it took, <laughs> it took four or three, depending on how you... Uh-huh, oh yeah, it's, it's right a, out the it's, gate. It's, <laughs> a, it's a, a real bad tripping on their shoelaces the first time they... Step through the gate like in the regular episode of this show, uh, but good oh, news is, this is the f- it- I guess this is the first like formula episode. Isn't yeah, it's it? the first. Yes. It's the first planet of the week. It's the first non-arc episode of the show, and like for real, some of some of these episodes will lead to different arcs. This one doesn't go anywhere. They never mention I mean, this planet thank again. God, it's done after right? this. Like, yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, with me today to discuss this, you've heard them a little bit. We have Zach. Hello. I'm and back. we have Kavika. Hey, hey. Sorry. Uh, who I, uh, I don't want to say like tortured or bribed or uh, <laughs> like uh, convinced to cover this one with me, but I really appreciate you're here to, because, uh, you know, we're going to get through this. I we're going to have some fun. You- it's all uphill from here. So if, you know, this is a part of the Audio Entropy Network. If you know who mm-hmm. me, Zach, you know that mm-hmm. I love Power Rangers. We have a show about yeah. it. And the, you probably know I love Mortal Kombat. You basically just yeah. were like, <laughs> hey, it's got Mortal Kombat and Power Rangers people in it. It is awful. And I was like, well, I mean. How bad yeah. could it be? I'll, st- I'll still <laughs> do that one. Sure. Why not? Uh-huh. I mean, awful. Like we're well familiar with with covering awful stuff because Power Rangers, Lord knows, it's not always good. Um, this is like, yeah, this is not good. So, like, right off the top, we're uh, we're gonna say it. Like, uh, this episode is racist. It is sexist. Uh, it has a bunch of assumptions about <laughs> yeah. uh, about people who are not white and the way they treat women specifically. Uh, it uh, it indulges in tropes concerning uh, people being predators towards white women specifically and kidnapping them and stuff. Yep. It's mm-hmm. it's also exactly the same story as a bad Star Trek TNG episode called Code of Honor, which was in season one, <laughs> which and is was written also sorry. the third episode of that series, and what? was also written by the same person. Yep, same writer. Uh, the only major difference is uh, it's black people in Code of Honor and it's Asians in this one. That's what? the only big difference. Yeah. What a batting average. Yep. <laughs> like, it's so similar that obviously, like, TV shows, especially formulaic genre ones, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. there's maybe 20 storylines, right? Like, you can, yeah. this is the one where this happens. Like, yep. But. These are so similar and by the same person that you have yep. to be like, this person really liked this and they had yep. to do it either because 
either because they were like, I really think this is good writing or mm-hmm. they just have some really weird hangups. Like it's one or yeah. the other. You don't know which exactly, but yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like this, uh, this, uh, writer owns all of the Gorn books. <laughs> 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 are, are, do you mean Gorn, or like the Gorn from Star Trek, or the Gore books, which are these fetish... Gore, like, yeah, v- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the that BDSM sci-fi stuff with yes. like, slave women, right? Uh, uh, and, and or men. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, they've it's, got some, you know, they've got it's, some it's, popping from the bottom. So something for everyone, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is uh, something for uh, racists and yeah. also... Uh, <laughs> Also, uh, 90s people, li- 90s liberals specifically, who thought yeah. that this was like yes. really ahead of its time and progressive. It's and a because very it, yeah. specific kind of 90s white feminism. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And there's yeah. one of the, well, I mean, we'll talk about it. This, the, the culture that they're visiting in this is, mm-hmm. is the Mongols, the Mongolians. Yep. And yep. I don't know much about them other than nope. that the band The Who fucking rules. But I do know <laughs> that, like, I looked into it because I was like, I don't, that doesn't sound right. And, like, mm-hmm. you were saying that they engage in a lot of stereotypes. One of the weird things yep. about this is, so, I mean, we'll talk about it as we get there. But basically, mm-hmm. they in this culture, women aren't allowed to talk. They can't show their faces, yep. all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to be out in public. Uh, the, that's not how it was. And Mm -hmm. Daniel even says that. So it's like, (laughs) why did you do this then? If that's like, I don't understand. It's such a weird, like they, They, if they didn't know or were just making it up. I mean, that sucks, but okay. Mm -hmm. The fact that Daniel is like, you know, in actual ancient Mongolia, the women were also like, like warriors and uh-huh. then why did you do this? I just don't understand. <laughs> it's such, it's really weird. Cause I, I, they also try to put a sci-fi explanation to it regarding the gold and it's, it's, it sucks. It's terrible. They, they just, they, they projected oppressive patriarchy onto space ethnic people and call right. it a day. Cause that's yeah. what the, that's the episode they wanted to make. And yeah. It sucks. Totally. <sighs> All right. But, uh, like, okay. like you said, we do have a Power Ranger and a Mortal Kombat in there, so we get to have some <laughs> yeah. fun discussing that. Um, <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about them when we get to them, I guess. That, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, the, yeah, I, mean, I mean, one of them, the, yeah, it won't take long. Anyway, um, so we start uh, right on that planet, which is never named in this episode. Um, and uh, they just, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're at the Stargate coming out of it. And right from the start of it, uh, I'd just like to point out there's a DHD right there. Uh, we discussed last episode that we weren't sure if one even showed up in this episode. It does. Uh, it's not mentioned or important to the episode, but uh, there it is. Uh, they, yeah, uh, they, they, they kind of like get to the meat, uh, quote unquote, uh, no pun intended, of this episode real fast. Uh, yeah, I guess to their cre- to the credit on this episode, like it just starts like immediately yeah. the plot starts happening yeah. so like that's pretty yeah. good i guess <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're on a vancouver planet let's pretend it's the mongolian steps yeah. or that it looks anything like that in any way <laughs> uh <laughs> i will say that unfortunately getting right to the right to the plot means that we ha- it's all plot yeah. yeah there's really no like i'm sorry what is uh the the jaffa guy's name 
Teal'c. Teal'c. Teal'c talk, I think, has three lines in this episode. Yeah, he has basically nothing to do in this episode. He's extremely sidelined. Uh, this is a, this is an episode mostly centered on our friend Captain Samantha Carter. Uh, the first, actually, episode that is centered on a team member right there. Uh, on top of oh, that's true. Uh, all the yeah. stuff we already said. Uh, she's like her episodes in season one. Uh, they're not good for her character. The, yeah. Like they didn't know what to do with her, and you get like there's there's a well known uh, bit of uh, trivia where Amanda Tapping, after a, a few of these episodes, <laughs> went into the writers' room and said, "All right, next time you write about my character, just like send me your drafts. I'll read them and like give you notes because that, I'm really <laughs> sick of this shit." That's awesome because on the, yeah. So the other th- like. The Star Trek comparison is weirdly close because that one centers on Tasha Yar, who is a character yeah. who gets written out of this show because they yeah, couldn't she, figure she out left what after to the first do season. with her. Yeah. And yeah. and like the difference here appears to be that the actor actress was like, Hey, fucking stop it. Like Yeah. <laughs> and like it, in a in a similar way, it was their big breakout role for both of them. And like Denise Crosby just left TNG and I don't think she had that much to do after that she was she didn't become famous for anything else really and amanda tapping just stuck with it and like she's she's a pretty successful tv director now but she's she was oh, on the show for I the whole know. run 10 seasons yeah. of a genre show will get you in some doors like you've, you've yep. yeah yeah she, she she's directed a bunch of like arrowverse episodes of oh. the, those various shows oh, like she's, she's like that's very yep, funny she's she, she's a vancouver tv director that's just on call for a whatever productions are being shot there now both of uh, our power ranger guy and our mm-hmm. uh our mortal Kombat guy uh mm-hmm. have been in arrow episodes so i wonder oh if that's, that's right i wonder if that's Fantastic. like a but it's, it's it's because like the i, I don't think uh carrie hiroyuki tagawa is from vancouver uh he's japanese i don't think he lives in vancouver or anything uh but uh, it's p- part of it is that the the character actor pool in Vancouver, Canada is yeah, sure, that somewhat sense. limited. So you see a bunch of the same actors show up in a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we start with uh, the the Power Ranger we've alluded to yes. running from dogs, uh, some very happy looking puppies. Because as it always is on TV, when you want to have some scary looking rabbit dogs, you can't you 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 call a dog trainer who gives you some German shepherds and have have them running in the fields and having fun with this actor and he has to act like they're attacking him and I guess yeah the dogs kind of rip his clothes and stuff to show that they're being aggressive but they they don't look wi- like wild dogs they no. look like fun little puppies <laughs> yeah it's so, it's they just they just ADR in like mean dog noise <laughs> it, yeah it it's very funny yeah and also like this is just a shaky start to me because mm-hmm. I want to know why he's being yeah. chased by dogs. Yeah, you you, you, you can. Im- yeah, sorry. You, you know? can kind of imagine that he went to the other tribe to see his girlfriend, and maybe those dogs chase him off of there or something. Because that would make sense. That. You just they, they don't to, tell like, you. Yeah, they're just there. There are I dogs. Guess that makes accept sense. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they they save him i guess not yeah they they run towards him and o'neill shoots his pistol in the air to scare the dogs off yeah um Um, which yeah so this dude is uh his the actor's name is i'm probably gonna pronounce it wrong i apologize Mm -hmm. uh 
A Horgito? I, that's based I off. I think it's Horgito. Horgito, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's gotta yeah. be it. Uh, Vargas. Yeah. And he yeah. plays uh, Blake in the Navy Thunder Ranger in um, in uh, Ninja Storm, Ninja, which is in Ninja like, Storm. Yeah. Uh, a later Power Rangers season that's mm-hmm. like four. No, it's actually more, it's like five or six years after this. It's kind of a while yeah. after this. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, Blake. Uh, yeah, he's he's <laughs> fine in that show. He's like not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, in that, you know, I think he has uh, matured a little bit as an actor by that time. Yeah. he sucks in yeah. this. Oh, and- he, he's terrible because <laughs> he he wants to play like a good guy, but he his actions are like ter- terrible and evil in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> and and he, he, uh, it's it's weird. There's there's a big clash between the the way he's like baby faced and also like oh he just like kidnaps women to sell them into slavery because because yeah, he's in love or whatever. That's the thing. It's one of those things where it's like okay, so your motivation is you're in love. Great. What mm-hmm. you do is you kidnap someone and sell them into sex slavery. <laughs> well, I kind of can't go with you there on that one. Like, nope. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's it's tough to 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 be sympathetic. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they've saved him, and he's very grateful. And uh, conveniently, the camera doesn't like. I guess Carter went like somewhere behind him, and he didn't see her go anywhere because <laughs> there's like no reason in this wide open field that he wouldn't have seen her before now. Um, but like they're like s- sort of just chatting, and like he's excited because they pretend to be like from really far away. And he asks about the Sea of Agata, which is this place we don't know anything about, but our people are just going to pretend that they're from there for this whole episode. Um, <laughs> that's how I, that's how I answer questions when uh, yeah. uh, you know I, just, you, if you if someone assumes yeah sure yeah, yeah. Sea of Agata yeah, yeah that's that's, what that's where I put I'm on from. my resume is like place of residency Sea of Agata uh-huh. and and uh-huh. people are just like well I don't know what that is but I feel stupid if I <laughs> ask so I'll yeah. just yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that yeah. Then Teal and Carter just uh, walk up behind him because they, I guess, they were running after the dogs to make sure they were running away, like uh, far enough. Yeah, away. weirdly, I don't know. in this scene, despite it taking place in an open field, a lot of people sneak up on each other, which is one of those weird, like, <laughs> yeah. I know it's a trope it- where it's like if you can't see it with the camera, you can pretend uh-huh. it doesn't exist, but it is very funny. Yeah. It's like uh, all those times in the Jurassic Park movies yeah. that a T-Rex uh-huh. is just off camera and no one <laughs> notices it. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, they sneak up behind Abu and um, and like, yeah, O'Neill uh, or Daniel introduces them and uh, Carter says something or whatever and he, <gasps> shock and terror on his face, he turns around and kind of like sidles up next to O'Neill and he's like, what the fuck? This is a woman. That's wow. That's the funniest it gets to me for the uh-huh. for the sexism because because it's like O'Neill. I mean, I guess I'll say it real <laughs> quick and we'll get more into it. O'Neill and uh-huh. uh, Daniel both suck shit in this episode. Oh, they they're horrible. Uh, and Tilk is kind of safe because he because he doesn't have anything, right? And he also stays stoic faced. So when everyone else is being a big dummy dumbass, he kind of just doesn't do anything, which is a plus like a positive yeah point. but the funny part of o'neill like of that is he's just like yes that is a woman like i don't <laughs> yes, i don't really correct. know how to, to respond to that question <laughs> exactly yes uh-huh you got it <laughs> and then like yeah and then uh 
uh, Carter gets immediately insulted, and she's like, "What? What? What's wrong? Like, uh, do I have anything wrong growing on my face? Do you, and, do you have a problem with that kid?" Yeah, and, and and here's what I'm. Here's where you get that very like like I said, the very specific '90s feminism of uh-huh, the white yes. white Western feminism, yep. where there's no other culture besides no, right. w- white Western culture. Uh-huh. So. Like she, yeah. So first of all, she doesn't. Well, I I feel stupid saying this because it sounds like I'm saying she should know not to say anything. But she, like she, she 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 reacts like some dude like on the streets on Earth had done this basically. Right. And it takes it takes Daniel to walk over to her and basically mansplain to her that you know some cultures are really sexist and misogynist actually. Yeah, <laughs> but but Kawika, your your point is like that's exactly. I was trying to figure out how to describe it. That's exactly mm-hmm. it because it's like six minutes genuinely of everybody, everyone like not understanding why yes. it's a problem uh-huh. that she's a woman. And like, Oh yeah, obviously that's wrong. We as the uh-huh. watchers know that that's wrong, but like mm-hmm. they should, I know they're not literally anthropologists, but they're supposed to have a lot of, at least Daniel and her are supposed to know yeah. a lot about other cultures they, they should immediately be like, okay, either we have to get ready to fight because we disagree with this or we need to go along with it. I'm not saying yeah. you should agree with it, obviously, but like, yeah, they just are like baffled because, yeah, they, and, and, they, yeah. yeah. and she, like, the her whole for the rest of at least this scene, her attitude is to be completely like. Outwardly confrontational to this kid, and then the three horse-backed warriors that show up immediately and like c- come over and like okay, uh, I guess they're they're coming to help Abu or whatever, and uh, like he he goes and greets them, and one of them immediately asks, "That's a woman or whatever?" Yeah, and um, uh, like you you get the idea. Okay, that's bad. Um, right. I mean, and on their side of it, like it's not just that they're like. That's we were ta- we talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's not just that this mm-hmm. culture, uh, who are supposed to be Mongols but aren't, as we've discussed, uh, like it's not just that they're like, oh, women are second class. It's like I can't no. look at them. Like yeah, we're yeah. not. The, the, it's like ext- way extreme in terms of yeah, what it's they're like. Yeah, this this woman has her face uncovered, so they immediately like point their bows at her and pull out their swords and threaten her life, and like that. It's weird because in this scene, Daniel says, "Okay, uh, maybe we should just go home now." And then they don't do that because yeah. it's it's the opening credits, and we cut back to just actually uh, them pointing. Like Onion shoots his pistol in the air to scare them, and they all point their guns and Tilka's staff at these people to like defend themselves. And I guess like the the, the whole idea of just going home now is off the table. I don't know. Yeah, and um, like the the older guy uh, who shows yeah. up who. Turns out mm-hmm. to be Abu's dad. Um, and has the best hair. He does have gray <laughs> hair. It's really nice good. Nice flowing gray locks, yeah. Yeah. He is like, okay, you know, you shot these guns. He, he sort of backs down and is like, okay, so explain me what's going on. Like, this is mm-hmm. weird. He seems like he's uh-huh. going to be a little, you know, wiser. Yeah. And then... Uh-huh. Uh, um, she's like, oh, this is a uh, firearm. It, it's similar uh-huh. to your bow and arrow. And he's like, okay, yep. so you talked, so you die now because you're a woman <laughs> and you speak. Yeah, 
Yeah, and this is the good guy. This is going to be the good Mongol we like for this episode for some reason. And oh, it's, it's so bad. It's mind-boggling. Uh, the, this actor, by the way, is a somewhat prolific character and voice actor. Like the the thing you might have heard him in is he does Mulan's dad's voice in the oh, Mulan cool. cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he, he's uh, he's also been like, unlike Babylon Five, and he has a kind of striking voice that if you've heard him, you you might recognize him. Oh, the other uh, thing to point out is that none of the people they cast as Mongols are are of no. that uh, that yeah. ethnicity. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jorjito Vargas is Filipino. Uh, this his dad and also the bad guy are Japanese. Uh, the daughter is half Chinese and half Scottish. I looked it up because uh, she she looks, let's say, more white than the rest of them. But yeah, they uh, didn't get it. Yeah, she, they did just didn't. They, I mean, again, whatever. She she is half Chinese. Cool, though. I mean, yeah, it's but, fine. Like, but like, still, you know. they did not get it right. <laughs> God, and that's yeah. just that's just the Filipino naming scheme right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you get where you where yeah. you just get Spanish Spanish name and then uh-huh. oh, that's an Asian guy. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, exactly. Uh, yeah, yep. I, have, I happen to miss that one with the with my last name. <laughs> the the and and what's funny is in uh, in Power Rangers, his character that is named Blake. Uh, so it's like, yeah. well, okay, I mean, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> he didn't like do it there either. Huh? The, the, the other the other one is Hunter, and they they both have the the other guy is a white guy, and his name is Hunter in Power Rangers, and I kept. Mix them them up because they both have extremely white names, and only also one of the, them is white. Anyway, yeah, also, and I mean, this is a different show, but in that show, mm-hmm. they are blood brothers, and one of them is Filipino, and one of them's white. Okay, whatever. Yeah, fi- it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's it's that, it's that old Power Rangers colorblindness. Yeah. That we know and love. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, at this point, after after all this, as uh, like those threats on her life, and the fact, so Abu steps in and says. Actually, she kind of saved my life, and like that's like the, that's a wiggle room where they say, okay, well, she has a life debt, so like her life can be spared. It's fine, maybe. And then like she says, hey, uh, maybe I could just sit this one out and go home. And then fucking Daniel, who was the one that basically suggested this before the opening credits, says, actually, we should all just go along with them and do what they ask because we can study them and shit. And like th- these are ancient Mongols, and we don't have those on Earth anymore. Okay, uh, maybe you could like at least let her go home and not risk her life, o- especially since she's asked to do it. Yes, O'Neill is a jerk, but he's kind uh-huh. of always like that's his character, at least early. Yes, I, I guess. Yeah. But Daniel in this episode, like, continually is like, I don't know. Let's see what happens if she becomes yep. a slave. Let's just let yep. that play out. Like. <laughs> He's he sucks so much. He's, he's such a fucking <laughs> asshole. He it's it's unbelievable. It's like this is this would be character assassination on the highest degree if it wasn't in such an overall bad episode where you can't take any like character development seriously. And also, I know um, that every show, like sci-fi show, that has quote unquote military and it doesn't operate operate by military rules, but uh-huh. but like. If that shit happened in an actual military unit, and, oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. she's, I'm pretty sure, supposed to be a higher rank, like, no, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> she's t- technically, like, O'Neill's a colonel, and Carter is a captain, and the other two are just civilians, so they don't okay. have any yeah. ranks. Well, sure. Yeah, the, she, she's only bound to the, the orders O'Neill gives her, technically, uh, in this chain of command, but, you know. 
it's just basically Daniel as a civilian consultant says yes. we should go along and O'Neill agrees with it and that's the end of the discussion. Um, yeah, bummer. Yep. Uh, so yeah they so they they go they go back to their village uh everyone's real happy to see that abu is fine because i guess everyone was real worried about the dogs <laughs> everyone's yeah uh, i guess everyone heard about the, the fact that he might be eaten <laughs> by dogs i don't really understand it's yeah uh-huh. uh yeah so yeah we get a, a a little bit of uh of uh cultural exposition they they enter a big tent uh daniel says uh he there's most most of the Mongol tribes uh, fell under Chinese rule and like gave up their uh, cultural identity sometime I don't know hundreds of years ago, and but there was one tribe that kept the nomadic uh, lifestyle called the Chagatai, and then these these are the Shabadai, so they must be their descendants or whatever. This has been your uh, Wikipedia minute for this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Be, uh, yeah, uh, Daniel names drop Genghis Khan to really make sure that the audience knows what a Mongol yeah, is and like, what's hey, the you, visual remember, reference being made here. Do you know which one this is? Okay. <laughs> With the horses and the bows and the tents, right? You, you know all of that? Okay, uh, this is what we're it? going for here. Um. <laughs> we could have just brought, we could have, we could have got John Wayne, but uh, we just thought <laughs> Oh, God, Jesus, I forgot <laughs> that happened. Um. So yeah, uh, the 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 tribes leader uh, comes in with his uh, little retinue, and uh, he says, uh, his name is Mugal, and he he tells them, okay, we're in my tent now, uh, it's fine, uh, you can uh, you you can loosen up, uh, everything's okay. I'm not actually a bad guy. I don't care if you're a woman and show your face. It's just you know, <laughs> it's the rules and the laws out there. And since I'm the leader of this whole society. It would look bad on me if I didn't apply the laws with everyone. So I kind of had to threaten to kill you back there. I, I hope I hope we're cool. We're cool, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and she she kind of says, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> I, I, uh, the, one of the things that that happens in this episode or in this uh, scene is is he he basically says, "Like, listen, here's the thing. I've realized that because I'm the smart character." Yeah. That trade is the way of the future. We, my yeah. tribe, has all the best products, so mm-hmm. we're gonna become <laughs> tradesmen. He, he's basically your liberal capitalist uh, that's yes. trying to get that to take on in this feudal uh, warlord chieftain culture. Um. And, <laughs> and the the reason I'm bringing this up is because he's like, listen, I got all the coolest stuff. I got these real good pelts, the best horses. Yep. Also, yep. the dopest drugs, and I was like, yeah. "Excuse me," <laughs> and that's that's the that's the one that they really focus on because that's that's going to be the the main reason that they hang around on this planet is that they're real interested in those drugs and how if they can hook him up with that stuff. It, uh, <laughs> that's such a weird because it doesn't really matter for the rest of the episode, but they do uh-huh. hit on it like especially hard, and it's yeah. very weird. The, like this is why we're here. We're this is the first planet we go to after the whole opening three parter, and because we know that the mission now is to find other planets that have valuable stuff to trade with, or to find out, or tech or stuff to help us fight the Gould. And we found this place, and they have an aesthetic that might be revolutionary somehow i guess because okay maybe it's good I, i'm not a, i'm not a chemist or a, a doctor or anything maybe there's some stuff there that is better than what we have uh doesn't seem like 
and none of them is an expert in that either. So no, it, it, it feels weird to put all that on the table just for yeah. like, yeah, we have these plants that knock you out real good and make you high. Okay, we have that too on Earth. It's actually it's fine. Thanks. It's, <laughs> it's kind of one of the main problems with uh, with the Stargate team being mm-hmm. like four people because it's like okay, yep. your mission is sort of ambiguous and it's like yeah. just find stuff that would be cool for us to have kind of yeah yeah uh, and try, try not to be too colonialist about it but yeah. we are the u.s military right. so it's fine to be a little bit of that but also um, like the people we're sending are like none of them are technology experts like the, no it, it, yeah it's yeah i mean yeah C- carter is an astrophysicist and also yes. like an engineer and stuff so she yeah. knows machines but not medicine they would have to send some some stuff back to their doctors on their yeah, they base they don't really have a medic do they <laughs> and they'd be like yeah this no. is this is just morphine actually we have that they they just have poppy and shit it's we have that you, you didn't discover anything thanks i want to say um, po- i uh, i want to say Mongolians were some of the first people who started using poppy, but I can't. Yeah. I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. That's, but. Yeah, yeah, that's po- that's possible, and I, yeah, I also know anyway. Uh. But yeah, so then uh, as as they are talking about, like, okay, let me show you these cool drugs. Uh, yep, and she's like, and like, okay, they I'll- do that. Well, okay. Uh, let's let's take the boys on a tour to show them our stuff, and also let's take Carter over to that secluded ladies area so she can like dress like us and be with the ladies because that's what women want. And she just goes, oh, "Okay, yeah, it's fine. It's fine that I do this." Uh, it's, she like even though they said that it was fine in in this guy's tent. Well, Daniel again is hang kind out of the, there. the 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 problem here because he's like, uh-huh. oh, you know, that's how we, that's how anthropologists do it. They like yeah. dress like the the people that they're amongst. And she's like, I'm uh-huh. not an anthropologist, but I yeah. guess we're gonna do that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so they they go back to the big tent, and she's wearing a nice, pretty blue dress now with a whole head covering and a veil thing, and everyone goes, huh? And all the guys look at her, and like they turn their head turns into the head of a wolf, and they go awuga awuga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 kind of insane because like it's it's a pretty dress, sure. Uh, Amanda Tapping is a pretty woman, uh, not in question, but also <laughs> somehow this like makes everything change. This like the the these boys didn't think she was all that hot, and now that she's wearing a nice dress, which is not particularly revealing compared to whatever like a woman might normally wear uh now they're all like super like basically falling to their knees and like they're they're all like standing in the 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 doorway uh daniel's mouth is agape yeah Uh, o'neill is standing behind all of them with the stupidest look on his face it's 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 unbelievable uh he's he's amused like yeah yeah, okay, yeah, I guess that's how he's playing it, because Richard Dean Anderson must have known that being super horny for this was the, the he, dumbest fucking he thing says, in the world. She's like, this is, this is like, not, uh, I, like, can't wear this because I can't walk and it's not going to work. And uh-huh. O'Neill says, like, well, I don't know, it works for me. And I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, he does that well, <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if that's him, like, teasing her or if he's supposed to be horny. I don't know the character yeah. well enough. Either way. It's, it's definitely ex- him teasing her. Be- just, yeah. just, that's, just, that's just how O'Neill is. Yeah, yeah, it seems more that way. But but everybody else, I mean, 
I can't really tell with uh, Talc, uh, but Teal, Daniel... Teal, yeah, he Teal doesn't do anything. He yeah. just stands there, like fine. But yeah, Daniel is like, "Come on, man! You you just like lost your wife two two weeks ago, and <laughs> yeah, really, you're you're this horny already for your coworker. Super inappropriate. Uh, O'Neill is her direct hierarchical superior. Whether he's teasing her or actually op- horny for her at this point, really inappropriate. Yeah, uh, bad." Bad all around. Not not yet the worst scene of this episode, but uh, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so she's just like, I'm just not leaving because they say I can't leave unless I put this uh, thing over my face, and I refuse yeah. to do that. I don't wanna. I'm just I'm just gonna hang out in this tent. And the guys are like, Well, uh, we're going out because there's a party, and we're gonna have some fun. And she's like, Well, enjoy that. I don't get to have any fun because I'm a woman. Wah, wah. Yeah. Yep. That's basically correct. Uh, I did. I wasn't able to do it, uh, like find a ton of stuff on women in the Mongolian Empire, but I did mm-hmm. specifically find something uh, on historyonthenet.com. So, you know, uh, <laughs> veracity may be in question. That said, mm-hmm. it, it the one thing I was able to find that's specific is that they, like, did not have a veil or burqa type <laughs> yeah. thing. So yeah, yeah, this this seems this seems like them really like picking what's what are uh, patriarchal, sexist, misogynist tropes that we can think of. Oh, the the you know from the Middle East, the veils on the face and stuff, and not showing their face. That sounds like a thing that we could have in our episode and just like like stick it onto this other culture to make them like bad misogynists, right? And that they just did that. Um, so everyone great. goes to a party except her, uh-huh. and she gets yep. kidnapped with a knife to her throat in the middle of the night because <laughs> yep. because ju- it's just going to keep getting worse, folks. Yep, yeah, and we we don't see who kidnaps her, and there's uh, too but, many hands. By the way, no, I, yeah. I just want to say the band the the band at the party they're having a great time. They they got the, this like tam tam and yelling banner or whatever, and they're just like are hooting and hollering and <laughs> banging in their drums around the fire i i i and one of one one guy is just chomping in a chicken leg behind the, the, the drummer they're having like so, I mean, we, we only get four seconds of it but i like this party it's a good party you're yeah. completely correct but we have to uh-huh. talk about what kweeka said because i just looked and you're 100 percent right <laughs> this is too many hands we oh, know yeah, I get- we know that this is one person and there are at least three hands and that's too many <laughs> Yeah, I guess like Abu is like a seventeen-year-old kid or whatever. Maybe he like, and she's she's a U.S. Air Force captain, and we're gonna see by the end of this episode she can hold her own in a fight. She she does have a knife to her throat, which isn't like the best situation to resist anyone. Uh, I guess like yeah, Abu must have uh, recruited a friend to help him do this, and Maybe. we don't we never see who this friend is because he doesn't appear again. No, nope. it's just too many hands. But yeah, yeah. she gets also, kidnapped. Like, yeah, we we don't know yet who kidnapped her, but they play the mystery for like less than a minute because, <laughs> yeah, it cuts up to the next morning and uh, like Daniel is hanging around uh, outside the tent and saying, "Okay, it's time to go," uh, and she's not answering and like that's that's when he, like it, it's kind of cute because he 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 eventually walks into the tent and like shields his eyes because in case she's naked or whatever or he might see a nose or something because he's being an anthropologist <laughs> and like he needs to kill women if he sees their face or something he's gone um, native you know <laughs> but yeah he walks in there uh, cover shielding his eyes and like she's not there um 
Yeah, uh, so like I said, less than a minute later, and we see that uh, Abu is over in the forest with uh, Carter, with her, uh, like her mouth, uh, sorry, gagged and stuff uh, with a rag. And uh, she's very angry at him, and she's like, yeah, you better kill me now, because I'm going to tell everyone you did this. And he doesn't care, like like he'd get even get in trouble for this. His dad is the, is the chieftain, and... Uh, and women are property, so well, right, what's that's the worst the thing. that could happen, She's right? like, I'm going to tell on you. And he's like, well, yep. I mean, okay. Do it. No, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Everyone's going to know anyway. I'm going to like show my face to this other guy and sell you, and it's not going to be a secret or anything. It's actually fine that I'm doing this. Uh, yes. Yeah. He, he, he says, basically, he had the, the idea to do this when he saw her in that dress and also only then realized that she was a pretty woman and that he could trade her. So this is what I mentioned with the, the 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 there's a name for it the the menace of like the, like non-white people like yeah, trade on white a, women. It specifically he says that I can trade a foreign woman for for more. Yeah. For more. Yeah. 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 Because like implied white women are worth so much more than Asian women. Like. Yeah. Like fair, like she's never seen a white woman in his life because this is a planet where white people don't exist. But uh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's horrible. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, in context, sure, but you wrote the context, so like, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Um, uh huh. And he 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 warns her that oh, we're going to the bad tribe actually, and they're yeah, going to oh, be violent if you're not s- quiet. I'm not just selling you to another tribe; I'm selling you to the worst <laughs> tribe. So good luck. <laughs> yeah. He do- does uh, he say here why? No, we find out shortly. It's because specifically because he loves the daughter of this other yep. chieftain. Chieftain, yep. so he's going to trade for that. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, no, we're going to find out. He doesn't feel the need to explain that to her because, you know, she's just a woman yeah, who cares? and everything. Why would you? Um, uh, yeah, so like, we're back in the big tent uh, when O'Neill is, is uh, Daniel is there and O'Neill enters and says, okay, we're leaving in 15 minutes and looking for her. Uh, and then Daniel, once again, is being a <laughs> real fucking shithead here. He says, yeah, you know, it could just be a misunderstanding. It could be good cultural reasons for why this happened for a kidnapping (laughs) you know and and what's so funny is that immediately uh abu's dad who i forgot his name uh Mm -hmm. comes in and is like no it's not for good cultural reasons my son's a shithead like yeah (laughs) it like immediately basically i guess it's that plus uh tialik had figured out that uh he saw like some horse leaving uh-huh. yeah, it, was, it was specifically so it's a horse with a splayed hoof and uh-huh. it's like the, so the son the of the chieftain has a, has a bad horse on his car yeah. That's what he exactly did. yeah yeah, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does that to all his horses he doesn't know how to ride he's a real dipshit uh, <laughs> can't take care of a horse nope <laughs> can't respect women just no. you know he yep. sucks. he's horrible uh, um but yeah. So yeah, the the so Mugal tells them uh, he probably did that because she's a foreign woman and he she's worth more on the marketplace and he took her off to trade her for something. Uh, and he says, you know, I'll help you because he I told you know he betrayed me as well. I told him not to do that. Like blah blah. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So fine, he goes with her, and Daniel like really makes a point to say, well, <laughs> you know, if we can get her back and without any bloodshed, it's gonna be fine. We're <laughs> we're gonna be cool with everyone, so don't worry about that, right? We're still gonna get your drugs, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, O'Neill doesn't want to really commit to that. He says. Uh, yeah, we'll do our best, I guess, but they yeah. do have guns, and they do know that how to use them if it comes down to it. Um, yeah, Daniel's being surprisingly mercenary in, uh-huh. uh, in this episode. There, yeah, he's, he takes his mission a little too seriously there at the expense of his co-worker. There is always sort of the, and I'm sure this continues, the unspoken uh, like part where, like, they could probably just kill everybody if they really <laughs> wanted to. They, oh, yeah. They don't do that, obviously, but, like, it is kind of a... There's a power imbalance sort of thing where they're, yeah. like... Like, the the only thing that's preventing them from doing that is that these people don't know what a gun is. Right. Uh, but they're, and, they're and gonna the, know uh, pretty soon. Yeah, and it's the Clinton administration. You know, uh-huh. it's a, exactly. a, a kindler, right. gentler... Uh, yeah, yeah they don't. They, they're, they're that, they're that <laughs> anti-war... <laughs> presidential administration and military I mean, they are that trying, we had in the they 90s. Are at least within this team saying like we are attempting to not fuck with them too much like we're yeah. trying i get i get yeah. that but yeah yeah but uh yeah bad look anyway so we get to like abu and carter are have now reached the bad tribes place uh, and we know they're bad because all their people have like the angry faces staring at them as they're uh, <laughs> riding past them slowly. Speaking of angry faces, oh, uh, we uh. have our favorite boy right there. It's Shang Song himself. Yes. he plays the bad guy in this. His name is uh, <laughs> Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. If uh-huh. you have seen the original Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, he mm-hmm. is Shang Tsung. He's in a bunch of stuff. I didn't realize he's in Kubo and the Two Strings. He's the bad oh, guy yeah. in that as well. Yeah. Um, he, he's also like in The Man in the High Castle where he plays like a Japanese diplomat. Yeah, for like 30 it's, episodes, he, he's in a, a bunch yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's weird in that series because he's, he's obviously much older because it's a recent series and he plays a very dignified, reserved, uh, polite <laughs> man. And this is completely the opposite of uh, this episode where he just plays Shang Tsung again, Here basically. Here is the thing about this. Okay, he's so much fun <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. And also... Yeah. They make him do the most horrific <laughs> shit. And it's, uh-huh. it's one of those, like, I know this episode sucks. I know that uh-huh. he, they, I mean, he slaps her in the face at one point. Yep. And it's just like, boy, you just didn't need to do that to make your point. Like, you didn't mm-hmm. have to do that. But also, he's just, if you haven't seen anything he's been in, like, he mm-hmm. is just so like charismatic and like oh, yeah. he such he's, a good he's menacing because yes. he like when, when he's trying to be scary he like growls his lines and, and he kind of sw- yeah he, he kind of swallows his vowels too so he just like shows his teeth and just moves his mouth he has kind of his voice too do. he's got kind of like if if you gave if you just shot up a um, George Takei with too much testosterone. It's like, <laughs> like he's got that kind of like it's very yeah. deep, but it's like mm-hmm. angrier and he's just yeah he's just a lot of fun in this mm-hmm. and it's it's a weird 
It's like, well, I mean, this sucks. I'm glad he's here. It's, yep. it's not it's not fixing the problems. They, 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 they got, like, the best guy they could have gotten to play the villain in the shitty episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> because he is scary as hell. Because, like, yeah, they, they, go, they go into his tent. Um, they, they present, like, Abu presents Carter to him. Uh, he's like, okay, he, he kind of like, so he has these, like, he takes off his, I guess, one coat and has like, yeah. ladies put another fur coat on him, a uh, sleeveless coat. Um, he immediately assumes the power position in the chair. Oh my God. Yeah, he sits I, down with <laughs> one leg over his, like, arm, uh, I, his chair arm. You know that, you know that <laughs> meme on the internet where it's like bisexuals can't sit in a chair, yes. right? He does like three <laughs> different in this episode <laughs> weird ass ways to sit in a chair and they're all great they're so much uh-huh. fun <laughs> he, he like he takes man spreading to the next level yeah, basically yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> and yeah so she, he starts to ask question about her and she kind of starts answering that hey uh i'm not cool with this actually i'm not gonna stay <laughs> here with you or anything and he gets pretty angry at her he keeps telling her to shut up um and the 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 thing is again i i think he's very very fun he's the best part of this mm -hmm. episode the Mm -hmm. the the specific he's not like i'll have you killed or like you'll be punished he's like i will have you beaten like that the specific phrasing it's just like who okay okay i know you're the bad guy i got it (laughs) yeah and he creepily asks her to turn around with a knife to her throat and like he and she does that and she's also like she's got good angry face acting because she like stares daggers at him while she's doing that i i actually kind of like what she's doing with this bad episode also um uh but yeah he 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 goes very uh creepy comments on how fair her skin is and everything yeah. Uh, then her blue eyes, which he's never seen before, and it's yeah, so fascinating. It's, it's a whole like, oh, it's just a whole lot of like, are, yeah. The person who's writing this, given that they yep. also wrote that other one, uh-huh. are like, you sure seem like you're afraid that uh, foreign people are going to take our white women. Like it's uh-huh. it's that I feel, is. A- I feel like they've got a lot of uh, of a particular brand of pornography on their on their computer. Yeah. yeah, and I I I don't know anything about this person, so I'm not gonna like speculate. But I it's mm-hmm. a it's a woman <laughs> is the other yeah thing. it's a the writer it's a oh, woman yeah so right. I don't know what's going on, but you wrote this twice, and I just don't yeah this like, is the, this. Is is a white second wave feminist writer like it, it, it you can really tell in this yeah um anyway uh so uh, after all this uh conveniently uh this this man's late uh sorry this man's daughter walks in there and uh shows her face and we get a like look back and forth between abu and her and they kind of smile at each other and we instantly understand what this is about uh because yeah, because uh, Turgan, which is the name of the the bad guy, he went over to get like a little pouch of gems, I guess. Man, the and way he's- the, I, I just real quick, we already talked about how great he is. His physicality mm-hmm. is part of why he's so much fun. That like mm-hmm. the way he holds these coins and like picks uh-huh. one out, and and like the way he earlier like 
gets up and is all, like across the room with a knife all of a sudden mm-hmm. like he is yeah. really good at being yeah. super threatening like it's yeah great. he's he's taking like he he takes up all the oxygen in this tent like he 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 this is his place and you can tell it is because he's he's just there he takes up all everything um he's the chieftain yeah. Uh, so anyway, so he's like, okay, uh, how much do you want for this lady? I'm going to buy her from you. And Abu says, I want Naya, your daughter. Uh, and he's like, ah, no, ain't no fucking way. That's not going to happen. Forget it. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm already selling her off to someone. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm already selling her to another chieftain who will just pledge his allegiance to me in exchange for my daughter. And this is... No, uh, <laughs> he he, uh, sa- he says. Here's how much I've decided. Now that you've fucked up yep. your uh, your offer, here's how much yep. I'm going to give you. You can have this, yep. or I can kill you. Like that's right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's that's called. Uh, yeah, that's some aggressive negotiations <laughs> yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> Abu uh, takes the hint and basically just takes the gold and leaves at this point. Completely. Yeah, good job, kid. You didn't get what you wanted, and also you just sold the lady into slavery. Thanks. Um, and this is <sighs> this is where when he leaves, she she's like, "How can you do that to your daughter?" And then he slaps her, yep. and I'm like, "Cool, man. Yep. This is the yep. best. Jesus, awesome." <laughs> it's it's like he's so like like we said, he's so good at being threatening. You don't have to mm-hmm. do that. You just don't yeah. have to. No. So it, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, and he makes a point that, you know, now that she belongs to him, she's going to follow the rules, damn it, because I'm going to be violent more, much more quickly than this other guy. So, uh, yeah, get to it. Now everybody's um, eating Snickers. All the guys are just chilling, <laughs> eating Snickers. Yeah, because they're taking a little break for what uh, Mugal says is two marks, because the horses are tired, I guess. Uh, they have a little, like, a little uh, sundial mat to count the hours on, and I think it's really funny. Well, not funny, it's it's cute, but also uh, there's no sunlight there. They're in the forest in <laughs> Vancouver, it's overcast, you don't see a shadow on there, so I don't know how useful that is. Um, <laughs> uh, but I guess they're resting for two hours, or whatever two marks means, uh, and they're just having a snack. Uh, and Muga says, I don't, wor- don't you worry about anything, uh, I'll pay to get her back for you, it's fine. Uh, do you just like tell me whatever you think she's worth, I'll pay. <laughs> uh, and Dana says, uh, no, uh, can we just not pay for people, please? Uh, <laughs> uh, and we got us like very impressed by this, how... Wow, in- incredible. And like Daniel starts to bullshit himself a story about how he's heard that uh, there were some old yeah. women back in the old days who like were free and were basically like humans and that some of them were warriors who fought in battles so and shit. I think he is here specifically talking about the actual Mongolian culture and he's trying to figure yeah. out if... I think the idea is he's trying to figure out if they like remember... If they have like a cultural memory of before they came yeah. through the gate. It, yeah. Uh, but, it, but then this is where... Uh, the the older guy is like, oh well, those c- customs are because of the demons. Uh, yeah, which is you know the gold, and he's right. Basically, he say that the, their culture started getting uh, misogynistic and patriarchal because they wanted to protect their women from the gold yeah, because it's of for hard a good times. Reason. Uh. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have a good reason why why we're like this actually. So you shouldn't judge us for this. 
No, no, no. Because, because the Ga'uld won't just come in and start ripping veils off, you know? Yeah, right. no. And they, also, if, if, if they're behind sheets, like in an open camp, it, they're going to be fine. Because they take everybody, right? Like, they could, it's not... Yeah. So what's... I don't understand that. Like, I, 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 I think the point they're trying to make is that they couldn't be warriors anymore, oh, so sh- they wouldn't be on the sure. front lines and dying. And, okay, but also... Yeah, I guess what he's saying is that their culture just went from there and said, well, they can't do anything also, either it, you don't for their get protection. Numbers, but it sounds like they have not returned for like forever, but they just yeah. keep yeah. doing this. So it's like, okay, yeah, they cool. Yeah, they haven't been on this planet for a long time. Uh, so it's just they've evolved independently, which I don't know how long it's been, but also, you know, we have Mongols on Earth that are not. Uh, step nomads anymore, so, so you'd think yeah. maybe they they would have changed a little bit too, but so whatever. Do they not? They the 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 goal? Do they not like? It sounds like they don't take that many people for for Jaffa, right? Like it's it's like no. fairly rare. I mean, they 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 have planets like Chulag that are basically all Jaffa, so well, they, they have yeah, like, they, like Jaffa. They colonies. don't take people for Jaffa. They take them to be Gawuld. They take them as yeah, oh, right, mostly, right, right, and also right. Uh, like as slaves for mining and stuff. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I guess uh, like okay, it's never explained. Uh, maybe like the the these Mongols were too hard. Like they were just too good warriors. Of you know, or maybe Genghis Khan like, and everything. Out and whatever resource was there, yeah, and they don't need exactly. It yeah, they didn't need those drugs because they weren't all that big, or right. all that important. Yeah. It turns out. Uh, so yeah, Tilk does point out. So yeah, the gold haven't been here for a long time. How come you still do this? And like Turgan says, uh, that Turgan uh, Mugal says, well, you know, some people think they're going to return, and or that we need to keep this up just in case. And he says, and also he's, once he's, men got complete power over women, we didn't want to give it up. Weirdly, yeah, yeah. Basically, he says that he's the, he's the progressive guy who realizes that this is just a power grab for men, right? So. This is, has been your little like feminism one hundred and one lesson right there, because uh, the, yeah, it's it's fine. It's, I guess it's like, it, I guess she was trying to make a point, but the it's one of those like, and this was the way, huh? Okay. Yep, and it's also like it 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 also feels like it's a slapped in scene to tie into this larger Stargate mythos and to explain that it's related to the Gwaul in some way. Um. So yeah, that that's that's what the scene was about, and uh, we we cut back to that uh, encampment where Turgal's tribe lives, and Abu is still hanging around, uh, hiding in the bushes uh, around the periphery of this camp, and he sneaks over there and parts some sheets uh, uh, into the camp because very good security for this bad tribe of good warriors that uh, <laughs> their their walls are just sheets. Uh, and a guy can just sneak up to them and like part them and talk to the do- the chief's daughter. Um, yeah, it's yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes up there and uh, he like he, he kind of whistles whistles to attract her attention. Uh, she goes up to him and says, "Hey, uh, come with me. It's actually real really easy to sneak in and out of this place. You could just like run with me right now." So yeah, it's. <laughs> It's it's like none of this needed to happen. You didn't need uh-huh. to kidnap somebody. You know, yeah. you could have you could have snatched her out, yeah. run away, and I uh, and, and I uh, guess go to war. Whatever. Yeah. So 
Actually, no, he doesn't like she she doesn't run away with him now, even though it wouldn't be much harder than what he's doing in the first place since he's just sneaking back and forth from there anyway. Uh, mm. He says, like, meet me at this, the, the Tem tree at nightfall or whatever, and then we'll escape. Uh, so that's his plan, I guess. Um, we see that uh, Turgal is getting impatient or whatever. He's just, he's actually <laughs> kind of bored. He's just laying down. Yeah. And oh, he's lounging again. Yeah, so yep. great. Yes, good, yeah. good. Yes. Yeah, lounging around the campfire and asking Carter. So, okay, what can you do that's useful as a woman? Uh, it's a it's a it's a PG family show, so he doesn't directly ask her, "Do you sex good?" Uh, but he asks, "Can you can you weave some clothes? Can you cook? Can you do anything?" And she's like, "No, I'm actually terrible at all this stuff. Fuck you." Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, she, I mean, she says I can fight and I like no shit. I'm yeah, a, I'm a yeah. scholar. And, I'm a scholar and a warrior, and he takes that as a and big he's insult. Like, well, you can't do those things, which is like, again, I understand it's it's their their fucked up bullshit imagined culture, but you'd think uh-huh. you'd go, well, I bought the slave. What things do you <laughs> know? Person from uh-huh. another planet who has a magic <laughs> gun, like just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, he hasn't seen the gun That's yet because yeah. he doesn't have it with her. Um, and and I don't think yeah. And they they still don't know that they're from another planet. No, no. but but like no, Sea of Agada. Yeah, That's where yeah. She's no, from. I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, though, yeah. To, you'd think you'd at least be like, so what kind of things do you know about? Like, do you know uh-huh. about medicine? Do you know about yeah? Like, any, uh-huh. yeah, so. But, uh, and he tries like he tries to intimidate her and say, "Oh, so I'm a chieftain. I have the allegiance of 22 tribes." And she says, "Okay, well, so you're selling your daughter to have another one with you, huh?" And he goes, "Hey, uh, <laughs> how about I hang you upside down and put sand in your <laughs> nose and stuff? Like, will that shut you up?" That's the thing. <laughs> it's just like again, he's great at it, but every time she's like, "Here's a slight resistance," he's like, "How about I say the most fucked up thing to you that I'm allowed <laughs> to say on the, like on TV, uh-huh. essentially?" Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's horrible. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> she does back off. When he says that, because uh, so, yeah, and and one thing that I've noticed, and I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to come up whenever you know she she tries her escape up here mm-hmm. in a second, but and it, so they, she mentions whenever they put her in the dress, how she can't move in it right. Yes, yeah. and that's the only thing that is preventing her from uh, <laughs> physically retaliating. Uh huh. At any point, I guess, because uh, like we, we until, we'll, until she's back in her fatigues. Yeah, yeah. She, and like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you, she could easily just cut it open. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, she like, could. <laughs> we will see it's the flimsiest like, near the end of this episode excuse. that physically she is more than a match for him. It, this big scary guy. You're 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 right. It's definitely like a. This is a plot reason for why. I can't do anything until we decide I can when it could mm-hmm. be like, Hey, I've got guards. They'll shoot you like with, uh, yeah. you, you could come yeah, up with that, something else. Yeah, That, that would make sense. more sense. You're in yeah. a bright blue dress. We'll see you like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have we, archers and horses. Like it's and super, shit. it's super damsels her in a way that is, I mean, frankly, I, the whole episode is insulting, but it's yep. just very particularly. Insulting. Yeah. That's a good point uh-huh. though, because it's like, it's it's this weird like and you know it could be like okay because she wouldn't even, it's got like an under thing just cut the like 
the the bl- blue over part off and you're not naked. Mm-hmm. Like just yeah, it's yeah. silly. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. That's a good point. So yeah, so uh, after after this, uh, we got to her. I guess cutting vegetables with a knife because that's what they put her on duty to do. Uh, Poorly, even though yeah, even even though she's a bad cook, she, they figure maybe she can cut some cabbage and stuff. Uh, and she immediately see- steals the knife and runs away, which yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, good. At least we're doing this. Uh huh. So yeah. Uh, yeah, she, 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 uh, she stashes the knife in her dress. Uh, she runs out the, 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 the walls of the encampment, which I must remind you is just a hanging sheet <laughs> on some, on a rope or something. Um, yeah, they're she not. She goes over to. Yeah, it's just they're not like super, uh, like uh, fortified. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they are. They are nomads, so yes, you know, I get it. But also, you think they'd watch their borders a little bit? But I guess they do, because like she goes over to a horse, uh, climbs up on it, saddleless. Uh, I don't know if the Mongols had saddles or not. I don't know enough about that, but seems like a. Sure. I mean, Carter seems to be good enough on horseback without a saddle to run away. Um, and like as she's uh, riding her horse through the woods, we see that there's a guard in a tree that spots her, and he whistles. And like uh, the the whistle actually startles the horse, and uh, makes ma- makes makes the horse uh, toss her to the ground. And some other guards show up and grab her. So that's a failed escape attempt. Uh, she's brought back in front in front of Turgon, and he finds the knife that she had with her and he's he can't believe the disrespect that this lady is showing him right that's, now that's another thing that's funny is it's like as much as the the sg1 team is like completely like flabbergasted by the cultural difference he just ca- uh-huh. this lady's like fuck you and he's like well that'll <laughs> clearly go away pretty quick uh-huh. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's so convinced that women don't have any like internal being or agency that he thinks ah she's just like it's like a horse right I'll just break her and she's gonna be like tame after that or whatever. Real quick, and he real says, quick because I I looked it up and I was curious. Uh, the mm-hmm. Mongols did have saddles and they invented okay. the stirrups. Oh great! So uh, we just don't have any of that. Yeah. So, so they could so they could stand up and shoot yeah, the bow. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, that makes sense. Uh, they didn't know or care or research or yeah. have. I mean, probably that stuff all of show. those didn't care, yeah. didn't research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Turgen says some like real fucked up abuser shit by saying, uh, "So you don't? You only care about yourself? You didn't even consider that if you ran away, I would have to beat another woman." Which is to, a like, wild thing to say. <laughs> Why didn't you think about the fact that if you ran away, I would beat this woman? Well, because that's a weird reaction. Like, sorry, I didn't uh-huh. see that coming. <laughs> and, and, and this woman who appears to be pregnant from what little we see of her, and we also learn is uh, his wife. Like, she's Naya's uh, mother. He might have more than one wife. I don't know. Probably. Um, she just kneels down, and he, like cuts her shirt open with the knife and he's about to whip her and like all it takes is for her to like stand up and yell that oh no you should beat me not her uh and he stops and then uh, he forces yeah. her to yep. kiss him and says uh-huh. if you do this again you'll face something far worse than a beating which is the closest uh-huh. you can probably get to a rape threat <laughs> and it's just uh-huh. like oh it's just not getting better huh like no yeah. it's bad 
It, uh, we're about two-thirds of the way through. Let's, yeah. we, we can push on. I don't think this is going to be a very long podcast episode, partly because uh, <laughs> well, we're just yeah, it, looking forward to go, pushing past it so it's, much. It's just because it's like, you know, we... It's bad. We we've, we've said that. Yeah. It's we yeah. We'll keep going. <laughs> and it's just like it's not it's not very exposition heavy or plotty or anything. It's just stuff happens and no, other stuff I, happens and it's horrible. I missed. Um, I watched the first two episodes. I missed the mm-hmm. third. Um, I'll mm-hmm. probably go back to it. But like, I don't need anything for this. Like, mm-hmm. you really don't need to know. No, it's not. It's it, not important. Yeah. Then it. Yeah, it makes sense for a syndicated TV show where you could just ca- catch any episode. Uh, this is what, the, yeah, this one is not related to any arcs or of any kind, so, so it's then, fine. It's uh, a standalone. It's a bad standalone episode. Admittedly, I, this is the one part where I'm like, okay, uh, Carter, she she <laughs> has a discussion with um, uh, uh, Turgan's daughter nah. and is like, yeah. uh, hey. Um, I'm going to come into this other call again, not that this is right, but she's like, mm-hmm. you should just, you should just defy your father. Like with no uh-huh. thought yeah. of the consequences. Cause fuck him. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you, uh, you know, who don't have a gun and uh, uh-huh. train like military training, you should just yeah. tell him no. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, she's like, okay, well, will you back me up? And she's like, sure, no problem. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I'll do that. And I, I know we don't really get much uh, of that. Uh, I mean, that said, sort promised of, backing she, up. She comes back, like, they do go back because yeah. of her. So, yeah. But, but yeah. Because, but it's, it's kind of incidental because, like, after they agree to this, we we see that SG One and Mugal have reached this camp now and are watching from the brush once again. Uh, which I guess I guess like didn't know it would be this tribe because like that's when Mugal says, "Oh no, this is Turgan. He's the worst. I hate him. He's <laughs> he's horrible. And if we attack this place, there's going to be a war between our tribes, and we can't have that." And uh, he, they were just know, following they, the tracks. He, he says, and he's like has all these allied tribes, so like it, uh-huh. would, it would be essentially it would we'd be start like, a war if we attack. Yeah, it them. would be like a world war on this planet, yeah. basically. Um, so it's bad, but we can go in there because we've established that I'm the capital, the capitalist guy, and I can just like barter for your yeah. woman, and um, so they 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 do that, and like Carter kind of sees them go into the camp, and she's happy because like yay, they're here to they're here to rescue her now, woohoo! Uh, those boys who sure did stick up for her in a big way. <laughs> I really um, like yes. That that's the thing is again. Daniel was like, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. And they're, now they're uh-huh. like, Oh, bad! It turns out not good. <laughs> and like, and who would have okay. who would have thought that a misogynistic uh, miso- society would uh, have a bad outcome? Yeah. Uh-huh. for our female uh, friend, uh, compatriot. Yeah. And after she sees that they're coming, she decides. Now would be a good time to start a fire and cover for the escape of this warlord's daughter. I'm sure. Well, I think, you think, I think she'd the, maybe the wait fire's to see for what... that. Yeah, but but it's also to to signify that she's there. Yeah, I guess. Uh, oh, I guess she doesn't know, know they, that they're coming to negotiate or anything. Yeah, she might. Uh, she could maybe not know that they saw her. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. yeah. Cause 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 Turgen could just be like, no, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. That, that, okay, that does make more sense. Um, but yeah, she starts a fire at those uh, those drapes that are 
hanging and all the the men go over there to try to contain the fire and that causes a distraction and she tells Naya to just run away at this point because um, uh, in the confusion so she does that um, then we we are inside the, the Turgan's tent and we have a tense negotiation scene where they they decide how much gold Carter's life is all these men uh, in this nice a uh, progressive episode. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Put, he puts the leg up again. Yes, this uh, is my it. favorite, because this is also <laughs> when he's in, like, full Conan the Barbarian, like, studded leather uh, yep. and and fur. Like, he he looks so dope in this scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's, it's great. <laughs> and he, yeah, uh, he does, like, the full lounge thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he he says that he he paid three hundred weights of gold for her, and like we got offers three fifty, and then like he keeps like he keeps upselling her. Like uh, Turgan says, ah, she's really pretty, you know. I might make her my wife, and like Daniel says, ah, four hundred, and then like O'Neill says five hundred, and he tells we got they're gonna pay him back. Uh, which I guess that's. Yeah, I guess that's enough because, like, he says, "Wow, she's really worth that much, huh?" Well, uh, he the thing is, then he's like, "Hey, that's like too much. Why? Why? Like, what's yeah. the deal it's, with it's, this it's, lady?" It's, it's, it's getting suspicious that you want her this bad. Yeah. She's just a woman, uh, and like that's when Daniel says, oh, "Actually, she's everything you hate. Uh, she's she's a she's a warrior and a shaman. All the things she said she was, then you didn't believe her, and she, you know." Uh, and uh, we, it's, she's really important to her. She's like kind of a chieftain, and she knows this. She's a shaman that knows our land and uh, tells us when to plant our our crops and stuff. And he he says, "Ah, do you think I'm an idiot?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's and it's it's so funny that it's just like all of a sudden Daniel Jackson is just like, oh, yeah, "I've got a whole lot of excuses that I can spin uh-huh. uh, to this uh, to this uh, technologically this less technologically right. advanced culture yep. yeah. that I did not have before." Yeah, uh, yeah. make an excuse as to why our woman is walking around uncovered. Right, and before he was like, uh, not only did he not have excuses, he was like, "Well, we should just do what they say," and now he's like. Uh-huh. Well, I I came up with a bunch of like analogs to say s- scientist. I you know I mm-hmm. can say she she knows like a, the crops and that gets the point across. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, uh, Turkan is like, I don't know if it's because he's mad or now he's mm-hmm. like knows that he can get more. He's just like mm-hmm. actually just get out. Like I'm not uh-huh. gonna sell her to you. Yeah, and and, uh, and also like Bugal took this opportunity to to kind of like try to sell Turgan on like progressive values because he says <laughs> you know the ladies in this place are like ours used to be and they're like part of their society and stuff and it's actually good uh, and you should let her have her back because she represents a new <laughs> way of life and everything and Turgan is like okay fuck off go away I'm not interested in I, I, I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah that's the thing like you can't sell this dude on that that's not gonna yeah. happen sorry like he, yeah he, it's just like what if uh what if you could you know enhance your your uh your culture by allow no I'm I'll just stab you instead like yeah, <laughs> yeah. and O'Neill kind of like gets that from him and like starts 
understands what this guy actually wants. He pulls out his pistol and shoots a little candle that's hanging to show how it works and says, hey, you want a gun? Which we get to open a whole new bag of problematic, like, visual, assum- uh, mm, not assumptions, yes. but associations with selling guns to natives yep. in a, a, that, that don't have this technology in exchange for whatever we want. It's, which well, is, that's nice. It's even a weird thing because the Mongols were, like, not, like backwards natives they, no, at, at, they, they, they were they, they a were massive at, empire yeah they were at the, the bleeding edge of like technology uh, advancement yeah. for their time and, and it, you're showing the, the, them be like ooh the the fancy and it's just like yeah it's not you yeah get, though watching uh uh carry uh tagawa bounce up and yeah. down with this pistol <laughs> yeah. is very funny so i did like he, that he goes outside and sh- <laughs> yeah he shows everyone the gun he goes bang bang in the air ah this is awesome and they <laughs> yeah. all cheer and it's funny and like o'neill is a, a little bit away on a horse with everyone he's like okay there's only five bullets in there let's go away before he realizes yeah what, though also uh, there, that he's run out of them even though there's only a couple of bullets there is that like star trek like I guess we're not trying that hard to not affect no, the, the they, locals, huh? Yeah, they don't have a prime directive. Yeah. They just gave oh, a gun to this all, guy yeah. and whatever. We're just going to skirt on the fact that we gave him minimal ammo for it, and he's probably going to waste it just, like, shooting just in the air. firing it in the air, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I think the thing about the prime directive deal, or not mm-hmm. having one, rather, mm-hmm. with Stargate, is the uh, implied, or I guess explicit, that... Uh, everybody is from Earth. Yeah, yeah that's like a fair these are point. all people that are from Earth. So we're mm-hmm. we're not. Yeah, ba- basically we're we're rescuing our own. Is, yeah, yeah, it's like yes, these are separate cultures, but they were kind of forced to be that way by a hostile force. So it's like not. Yeah, it's not exactly the same thing. That's a good point. Right. Yeah, yeah. but it is. St- it is. I mean, but it is still very. Western colonial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, it uh-huh. is. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and speaking of just continuing to trip over uh, um, your your moral issues, we get a fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have camp. We camp after yeah. we save Carter. Yep. We get a fun anecdote where uh, it's like it, what she says. She uh, Carter says, "I've never been so relieved to see you." And O'Neill says, "Ah, not not true. You're like." You remember that time on another planet where you drank stuff that made you take off all your... And then she cuts them off. So, implying that there's an off-screen episode on a different planet where she got drunk and took off her clothes, which is real nice for your woke feminist guess, episode. I'm pinching the bridge of my guess nose so what? far so hard guess right now. Guess what? There's a book that, that where they show that, that adventure. One of the books oh, that they <laughs> did wrote. Did she look that up? I, wow. I, it was just in trivia for the on the Stargate wiki oh for this God. episode. Oh, so wow. they were like, okay. oh, that we gotta, we gotta we let gotta everybody fill this see in, that Because it one. sounds horny. Yeah. And like, we want that. Well, I'm I'm glad it's confined to an EU book, uh, the 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 canon ish uh, material that no the, one ever cares theoretically, about. Theoretically, I like that it confirms they're having other adventures that aren't in episodes. Mm-hmm. But I wish it wasn't yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I also like a very a minor point. Adventure. Yeah, a, a very minor point that I find annoying at this is that this is the first Planet of the Week episode. It's. Uh, th- this this show's timeline is more or less in re- more or less in real time with the airing 
dates. So they've been like out uh, in the universe for a week, and they already have like an anecdote yeah. that happened. So I guess he's saying, as many that as time, six it was days like ago. Two days ago. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a fair point. Uh, um. Uh. Yeah. So she she cuts them off, and we we never hear the rest of that story. Um. So they say, yeah, though, so they talk a little bit about how, oh, yeah, we didn't mention it earlier, but Mugal said that uh, he has only one wife, unlike most of the other chieftains, and that's because, unlike everyone else, he's in love with his wife. And, Which, uh, again, the, the, they describe by saying, you've got the madness. If yeah, you're that's what madness, they call it. Yes. If you're in love, you're, you're mad. That's crazy. Yeah, because you, yeah. Because yeah, you the, care the, about the woman. Yeah. The, there's, there's almost like the edge of a good point about about how we have a really westernized uh, conception of romantic love that's monogamous and everything and uh, n- not all cultures might have even have that concept but it, th- they don't really just play it that way no. they call it madness because no. they're a tough misogynist uh, yeah. warrior culture and like for them it's seen as a weakness and like okay, so they talk about how Abu also has that madness and uh, Daniel like explains that they mean love when they say that um, uh, and Carter and says she, what, she forgives him for doing yeah, she, for- she get, uh, <laughs> I get it I get why he kidnapped me and sold me to Warlord who was gonna rape me for all of this uh, it's fine which he is, was in love I get it which is like there's a difference between being like okay well that's fucked up, but like, let me help you with your problem because I'm a good person. And what she says, uh-huh. which is, oh, I don't blame him yeah. uh-huh. for selling you into sex slavery. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, I would blame him a little bit. I'd yeah, probably yeah, be pretty I'd have angry at him. a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so everyone falls asleep at the camp. Uh, and then, like, as they're sleeping, Abu runs in from uh, the woods with fear in his eyes and says, oh no, they, they caught Naya trying to escape and they're, now they're going to kill her. They're going to stone her to death. And it's it's real bad, of course. And he's very upset about this. And like, Good now Carter is of, the one... Of like, oh, so excuse me, can you clarify his father's going to have <laughs> her stoned to death? That's okay. <laughs> did, did I get that right? Yeah. Did I sum up the situation yeah. here? Yes, they're going to throw a box at her until she dies. What's unclear about this? Uh, and Carter is the one who goes, uh, yeah, we should go back and save her, obviously. Uh, and not she just does, because it's the right thing to do, but because yeah. she's the one who told her to run away, actually. So she feels a little responsible. Um, and she does say, yeah, exactly. She says, well, I kind of did that, so I got to go back. O'Neill, uh, which I again I've, I've you- not seen that much, but this doesn't super seem in character. Is uh-huh. like he decides the is- line must be drawn here, right. and we can no longer interfere with this culture now, and we have Why to the let fuck them do would this. He care? I feel like that wouldn't be in his code at all. Like that uh-huh. that doesn't yeah. seem right to him. He's yeah, he's like, oh, we can't, uh, you know, like we we just that's their their world and their laws. So like that's just how it is, and uh-huh. it's like I don't think that's how this person would yeah. act. Like and like. Carter quotes the special forces motto at him, which is Latin for to free from oppression, to try to convince him that that's what they have to do. And like says, ah, actually, like he says that that only applies for her, for Earth and not other planets, which is wild. It's a, it's a real crazy thing to say. Um, 
Yeah, and Daniel says, well, we don't, it's not our place to reinterpret their stuff. And Cora's like, uh, yes, it is. We, sh- we should just go in there with our guns and save her. Uh, and then, like, um, yeah. And I mean, then, it's, like, all, it's the, the, all basically an excuse to get to get to a duel. Right. Yeah, is, yeah is that's, is, we're, we're just know? doing the talking that gets us there at this point, because, like, yeah, the Abu and his dad are like, oh, yeah, if, if you do that, it's going to be open war, and, like, everyone on this planet is going to die in the bloodshed that ensues, and it's going to be real bad, and we can't actually do that. And Abu tries to ask his dad, is there any way that we can do this legally <laughs> and save her, actually, because you're the chieftain, you know all the laws and shit. And he says, ah, there is something that I'm thinking of. Um, and uh, the, so we're, we, we cut back to uh, Turgens's camp, and uh, his daughter is tied to a stake, and her face is covered, and all these scary warriors are around her holding rocks in their hands, and bad shit is about to happen. And... Uh, and she she begs for her life, and it's real scary and sad. And like uh, Turgan kneels down in front of her and hugs her and whispers in her ear that he forgives her, but uh, he's still gonna stone her to death. Cause yeah. <sighs> yeah, I guess like we we see his face. He's like tortured by this decision, but he has to do it because that's the law and whatever. It's not like he could change anything because he's he's the chieftain. That's his responsibility, and he orders her to be stoned. And we see her mom, uh, who is like cr- crying in a corner, and she's real sad about it. Um, so then, Esiwan and uh, Abu and Mugal come over, and Yag yell for them to stop it. And uh, Mugal says, uh, "We can, we can interrupt the stoning, and we, <laughs> we challenge you." Uh, if another chieftain challenges you, <clears throat> Turgan says, "I bullshit. That's not a law." And Mugal says, "Yeah, it is." And that's the end of that and he's debate. Like, oh, I guess it is. <laughs> Shit. You're I guess right. it is. I just, I just remembered. <laughs> Did, don't have to check the book or anything. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I guess because you're older, you'd know. Uh, but then yeah. he's like, "I won't fight you though, because that will sully my God, honor." You're an old man. And it's just going to be a massacre. That's not. I don't. I don't want that. And he's like, he insists. You must fight me. And he's like. Ugh. That's nope. insulting. Come on. I'm just going to kill you and he, I'm going to kill her anyway. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Even though yeah. that's the law, I it's guess. It's so weird. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and then Carter is like, or and the, then he says, well, so I'm just going to ignore you unless there's another chieftain who wants to challenge me. And uh-huh. then Carter's like, me. And he at no point is like, you're not a chief. Like, what, is, <laughs> yeah. what are your qualifies? Like, yeah, he, he accepts the premise that people have told him this. And I guess it's like the law compels him to accept based on hearsay about the people of the Sea of Agada and they, everything. They do say that, like, the reason he's going to stone his daughter and, like, there's she she's like forgive me and he whispers I forgive you but still gonna mm-hmm. go through it that and the yep. idea being like he has to to uphold authority he has to like mm-hmm. go by their code but the thing mm-hmm. is like I don't think anybody else thinks that she's a a like a, a, <laughs> I just don't yeah it's yeah you've got to go through I guess, all I guess, these weird fucking I guess if he didn't do it like, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a very twisty plot to get to uh-huh. yeah to to where we want which is a which is uh 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 carter uh uh beating shang Tsung. yeah uh-huh. knife dueling and then, yeah, yeah. And, and then he decides okay i'll i'll kill this lady who i hate now anyway and then i'll 
resume he, stoning my daughter. It does, will be fine. It might be that he accepts because he does say, like, I hate this lady so much, uh-huh. <laughs> which uh-huh. is, is, yeah, I guess fair at this point. Like, she's uh-huh. been a constant problem for him. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, he's like, fuck it. I'll kill this lady. Sure. Yep. And uh, we say kill. I, I guess technically, at no point in this conversation did they mention it's a fight to the death. They're surprised but it's weird by that, that they don't but, know yeah, this. Yeah, you would think that would be the the assumption. Um, yep. Also, real two things, real quick. Is she uh-huh. is her background that she's supposed to be special forces? Yeah, I guess because so, that's what. So yeah. that's fine. It's a TV show. The first, the first U.S. woman Green Beret was in 2020. Like this is way <laughs> off. Then, like I, I don't care oh, it's a, really, it's, but like that's it's not. A re- it's a really progressive fictional uh, Air Force, it, I guess. Yeah, it doesn't. And she has a and she has a science doctor. Yeah, like uh-huh. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I I would. I kind of like seeing it. It's just like okay. I guess we're like yeah, like thirty years uh, ahead of what where we actually did it. Um, but also, she the second thing I was gonna say is, and again, I I have worked for the military as a contractor. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. been in the military. I don't think it's called level three advanced hand to hand combat training. No. It's not that like okay. she got like she leveled up in an RPG to because uh-huh. that's what she says she she oh, has. See, no wait she she did the level one course she completed it she passed then uh-huh. level two then level three right that's yeah <laughs> that I, must be how it works I, no I I mean I could be maybe I'm wrong but it, the way she says it is just so funny to me it's like yeah uh-huh. here's my badge I got from yeah. the yeah. <laughs> here's my call of duty player card that shows that i passed this this tutorial right there so i know how to fight a guy and but she like she assumes it's gonna be a bare fist hand-to-hand fight he's like no actually i have a big knife over here i'm just gonna kill you if that's okay with you and Uh, by knife i mean it's a sword like they say it's a knife but it's yeah Uh It's so funny. He's just like, <laughs> that, okay, here we go. That is a full-on scimitar. Yeah, and, we, and we get like, O'Neill asks uh, Rial, so, you know, how, how do they decide who the winner is? And like, you haven't, you, you had to walk from your campsite all, all the way over here and you never asked, you just assumed Didn't it would be Didn't take any rules. Yeah, yeah. What did you think it was going to be like fucking judge points? Like, a, uh-huh. like just, what did you think it was going to be? Yeah, it's just going to have a little wrestling. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be like fencing. Like, you point someone in the chest and then you get a point yeah. and everything and you know no 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 uh bunch of holes barred no 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 yeah. trick shots or anything no that's not what it is so uh she has a combat knife that she pulls out when she sees that and frankly like combat knives are pretty big deal they're pretty big knives but it looks tiny compared to the big thing he has um yeah i mean he has this <laughs> massive like curved knife and uh, yeah yeah but she she, I mean, it's a pretty fun fight. She, she yeah, she, she kind of yeah. just dodges and ducks under all his swings, and she manages to like kind of backhand stab him, stab him in the side while he's uh, doing big dumb swings of his big sword because he doesn't have level three advanced combat right, training. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> he's got no finesse in his uh, yeah yeah. He should have kinda... shot some fucking skull fireballs, but he didn't think to do that. I right? Guess. No, he like <laughs> he he could have turned into any of the other combatants it and is, like turned it into is, scorpion. It is funny that it's a one-on-one duel 
to like to the uh-huh. death. Like that's pretty uh-huh. funny. I, you know. Yeah, and and we get like a little uh, side shot of like O'Neill looking unworried, and we see that he like. Uh, turns off the safety on his gun in case it has to come down to him shooting his way out and saving her. Um, but yeah, she fights him. She like holds her own pretty pretty well. She does fall down to the ground, but she manages to manages to kick him in the face and get back up. Uh, she blocks his sword arm and uh, manages to like kind of like make him drop it, and then she tosses him to the ground with a, a nice. Uh, judo like a cqc move basically she does a a, a naked snake on him and And now it's time yeah to finish him yeah yeah. Uh, she 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 holds her knife to his throat and even though we've been told it's a fight to the death she she uh like naya like goes up to them and like pleads with her not to kill him (laughs) because she's won already because whatever it's just it's just calvin ball it's whatever rules we want it to be um she says uh i haven't won until he tells me i've won this battle and he says okay you've won i'm not gonna stone her and then she 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 gets him to add that there's not gonna be war because like according to the to the laws everything was done by the book here so it's fine actually there's no war it's fine and he and he says what about and she says what about me and he says i'm gonna let you go just (laughs) fucking leave and never come back here i never want to see you again basically and i guess the Um, idea is that like well if this at all like i guess the idea is his people wouldn't accept if he was just like now kill them because uh they're all going by like the code or whatever so so she's like okay cool i trust you man who Uh like really (laughs) did awful horrific things to me it's really weird how, like, the second half of this episode is all about how this society has a set of really rigid rules that they must follow and enforce at all times, and it, it kind of came out of nowhere just to have this resolution. Yeah, it's not set up that much. Or, like, they kind of yeah. talk about how um, uh, the, the, the dad, I can't remember his name, Ma, Ma, uh, Mugal, Mugal uh, is mm-hmm. like... I think the laws are kind of messed up, but they don't really go into like, but everybody else follows them like super hard to the point where yeah. you could use a loophole in them to, uh-huh. yeah. Um, it's weird. But she, uh, yeah, she wins and, and she then, wins and they let, they let him go. And then there's this weird thing where like all the women in the bad guys tribe, like, rip down the, this, like, the little thing that shields them. From the rest of the camp and clap. And I'm like, I don't think anything in their agreement was like, and now all the women can be like equals. Uh, apparently now that this has happened it it sparked enough of a change in the society that all the women feel like they can be free now that now that a woman has won a fight against the big the biggest scariest warlord yeah um yeah it's weird uh and we learned that Abu and Naya are going to get married, and it's going to be a six-day wedding. And the one is like, "Ah, we'd like, we'd love to stay, but actually, we want to go home now. We're, we're, <laughs> we just, we just don't want to be here anymore." Uh, we got and, some aspirin from you guys, and that's it. Yeah, that's- yeah, it, it, that stuff kind of sucked. It's never going to be mentioned again. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> they, they do, the they do mention it in the in the last little like capper scene at the end, but um, and like, yeah, they they wish that the kids have. Like Daniel says, I I hope you have a lot of sons, and like Carter kind of elbows Daniel on the ribs to get him to add and daughters, and it's Daniel. Why are you the worst this week? Yeah, why? he sucks. It's bad. Why are you like this? 
Uh, he's real like <laughs> like liberal fuckboy in this episode. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. And he's not usually like he's usually the you know the the voice of morality and ethics on the on the team, and he's the one. He's who's, usually the interferer. Yeah, yeah. He he's usually the one who goes against the rules to do the right thing, and he be, becomes a pain in the ass to everyone else. But in this one, he's lawful stupid guy who's like hey, yeah. yeah we should do what they ask even though it's terrible and stupid um, yeah and, and but yeah Teal hasn't said a word I don't think maybe, yeah, maybe Teal, one Teal of the has barely said he anything he asks a couple questions at this scene where they take a break uh, yeah it, I was I was watching this time um, uh-huh. cause I didn't so I didn't know um, until I was watching this episode that he is Kratos in the new God of War uh-huh. Which yeah, oh. he is. Uh, which he's which like I that game has problems, but he's incredible in the in the that game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and he's not quite as deep voiced in the show because you know he's mm-hmm. younger. But like mm-hmm. I love how he sounds and he's fun, but he just yeah. doesn't talk really in this episode. There, yeah. yeah, there are there are other episodes where he has a lot more engagement. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure they added him. You know, they add him to the cast. He's one of the core members. I'm sure he gets some cool shit. I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you should go back and watch the previous episode because the whole B plot is about okay. him yeah, and I'll, he I'll, has I'll a lot more to, to do, do there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get we get a little capper where they they mentioned the drugs one last time, and they say, you know, even if we bring back the drugs, then it, they can never say where it came from. So it's we're not going to be known as the discoverers of it. And uh, O'Neill says, ah, damn, we we're not going to go on Oprah. And like O'Neill gets the last little there, joke of this yeah, episode, and has he says in his deep stoic voice, "What is an Oprah?" And I I love him. Yeah, Teal is good. That's pretty fun. Uh, I have yeah. a question for you in this shot. Go ahead. Uh, and yep. I think you might have mentioned it earlier, but I didn't know what it was and didn't want to mm-hmm. break uh, flow. What is yep. the object in front of the Stargate, and why does it look That's- exactly like the dumpster that Rita Repulsa gets stuck <laughs> in at the beginning <laughs> oh of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? You're right that it looks like that. I never made that connection. It's exactly uh, the same. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Orbs are cool, that's why. Orbs <laughs> that, are cool. Yeah, that's the DHD. That's It means dial-home device. Uh, it's basically what they... They, they punch in the symbols on this thing to dial the Stargate, okay. basically. That's all it is. So that they don't uh, have to, f- like, figure it out each time. Yeah, the, yeah there's well, actually, like, I, in the previous episode, there's actually a little scene where Daniel and Carter do a little, like, okay. presentation to explain to everyone okay, what it I've is. Okay, I've looked but, at it, I've looked at it, I googled it now, and it, uh, like, far, a close-up, it doesn't look like that. But boy, yeah, it, it, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, it was it, it was also present in the pilot. You you see like okay, I must have just them dial it right, and cool. stuff. Yeah, it's it's their version of the keyboard with the symbols on it. It's uh, cool looking. Yeah. I like they it really, now. That they really don't explain it until that until the no, they don't really uh, explain it. And it's you know it's 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 over. important in some episodes as plots. Basically, when it doesn't work like it should, mostly yeah. Uh, but in this sure, episode, you gotta have some there. stuff that can break so that you have like right. plot yeah episodes it, where. It, Exactly, you got yeah. it. Uh, but this episode, yeah, you don't even see Earth in this episode, uh, or General Hammond, who's or, who is part of the main cast, and he's not in this the one Ga- at all. Gaul, like when they mention nope. them halfway through, I'm like, I was like, so there'll be a fight against them at the end, but like they're nope, it's they're like, not in this one, yeah, at all, or the next like couple episodes at all, I, like the, the feel, yeah, I mean, I imagine even though the the uh, the, the like costuming is like uh not yeah. what it is in the movie that those are still like pretty mm-hmm. expensive to to 
and, yeah. and like tricky to work with and everything. So they probably were yeah. like, we're not going to do that every episode. Well, yeah. well, with some exceptions, most of the time they're going to show up. It's going to be like arc episodes where okay. the story goes forward and stuff, but not in the yeah. planets of the week. So yeah, because the show the show itself is more focused on the exploration mm-hmm. with the ex- well of, of the world of the day with the excuse of mm-hmm. maybe the goo you know maybe there might be a goo threat. Yeah. Yeah, well, because it yeah, doesn't see like their main goal is not like let's go kill these guys. It's like let's explore. No. It's just sort of yeah, yeah. So yeah, because the status quo that's set up is that the gold know about Earth and they're they're kind of pissed at them, and now they have to use the Stargate, which is their one potential tactical advantage, to go and find some way to defend themselves against those scary ships and those scary laser dudes right. who are gonna attack them because they don't like them. Uh, so that's like the the impetus for uh, them to go out and explore and everything. Um, yeah, I, anyway. I it's this. Ep- I mean, we said it plenty. This episode sucks. It it's really <laughs> a bummer. I mm-hmm. I it you can for me as someone who has not watched uh, any Stargate other than the movie mm-hmm. and this, you can at least go like, oh yeah. I mean, it was kind of obvious from the movie, but now you see like, yeah, you can get ten seasons out of this easy. It's literally yeah. just like a machine to make you yeah. have and the- yeah. And the crazy thing is they're going to stop almost to have Planets of the Week as it goes along because, like, they get really into their big story arcs. Like, and after season three, it's basically all business all the time with, like, a couple maybe planets that are one-off per season. Yeah, yeah. They, they really shift that at some point. That is sort of how I feel like a lot of Monster of the Week stuff goes is, like, we yeah. do this for a couple seasons and then, like... Uh, we we want to do something yeah, yeah. And, and then by then everyone who's watching is a fan who has followed the story along and what they want to see is how the story continues so yeah. yes yeah. i mean and now you're invested in actual characters yeah, you yeah know? exactly like it's uh yeah yeah but it was nice to see carrie tagawa and if you haven't uh-huh. played uh i don't know if everybody knows this but uh, mm-hmm. he it is in the uh, basically, the the story expansion for Mortal Kombat 11 is like all mm-hmm. Shang Tsung and it's him yep. doing the voice and the motion yeah, capture he, and he, everything. So like that's fantastic. It rules. Yep. Yeah, it's good. Um, uh, yeah, you I'd have play- to be good at Mortal Kombat to. Well, to play the story, you don't have to be good. Yeah, it's actually pretty suck, easy. But but it's, yeah. it's you know it's also worth. I mean, you can YouTube the, all the cutscenes if you want. And yeah, you can also do that. Blast. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat is great. Uh, this episode, not great. Uh, that was Emancipation. It's near the bottom of the barrel. Yes, for, thank God. Yeah. Emancipated from this episode. Yeah. yeah, you said there's one other one that's like close, but is it is yeah. like fun? Yeah, so the, 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 that's yeah, yes. has, yeah. It's it, there's there's another episode that's also kind of Carter centric, uh, that is also about women and men and everything. But, yeah, but uh, it takes place on Earth, least. but it's it's really schlocky and it has a kind of fun villain, even though she's like insufferable at the same time it's <laughs> and it's it, it's it's a more fun kind of bad but it's yeah i think i think that podcast is gonna be a lot of fun this to one's record. Ju- it's and, just it's really like i've you know i said on twitter like i kind of couldn't believe how bad this was it's because it's mm-hmm. everything all at once yeah it's like it's yeah. really racist because it does yep. does they just don't care or or didn't do any research or whatever. It's it's really sexist. Like, and they just do 
and like it just keeps dialing up because yeah they just keep being like oh now he's straight up threatened to force himself on her basically and it's just mm-hmm. like this was on yeah. Showtime, right? The, the, the yeah, Showtime. Yeah, and then syndication. It almost a lot. I know people sometimes will throw this accusation at HBO shows where they're like, <laughs> it feels like they just are violent because they like remember that they're on HBO and have to do that. Yeah, and it's sort of it. I, w- I almost wonder if they were like. Oh, uh, hold on. We forgot it's a Showtime show. So let me like rewrite yeah. some of the, the the dialogue to be like more aggressive and fucked up because <laughs> we're on Showtime. That that's definitely what the nudity in the pilot was about. Yes. And we had a whole discussion about it. Yeah. But yeah, that was and it was a big false step there, and they never did anything like that again. But I, they still had like the first uh, the first interchangeable Planet of the Week episode, and they like. <laughs> really shot their shot and did all the worst things that they could possibly do in the first one and I guess that kind of clears the table for the future because <laughs> yeah, it can never yeah, be as bad know. as this but uh, yeah anyway uh, next week it's going to be The Broker Divide which is another Planet of the Week episode that is uh, it's not as bad as this one I wouldn't say it's a good episode either uh, but in no, it, yeah. you know first yeah. season it happens yeah but it does introduce uh uh, a, a major recurring character in that episode, so we're gonna have to cool. talk about that. That's that's, that's gonna be interesting, and it's also uh, it has some like fun, goofy, schlocky scenes yeah, in it. I mean, it's not it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It has it's it's a it's kind of a basic sci-fi plot that's also kind of ripped off from Trek. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Um, I don't have any questions this week because I forgot to do a tweet about it. Oh. Uh, so, but it's fine. Uh, we can just like, it's emancipation. It's, it's, we can just like move on from this episode and like. There's a, uh, there's a saying in my business. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it goes, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what, it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not sure. Like, we can we can just move for move on, and I'll try to remember to put up a tweet next week to there ask for questions for the next episode. Uh, so we're gonna just kind of close this down now. Uh, Zach, anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, you should check out Teenagers with Attitude, which is a show where we talk about uh, Power Rangers. We're on Lost Galaxy, uh, which mm-hmm. is really fucking weird and continues to be really weird even for Power Rangers. Uh, so if you want to, uh, I mean, if you like the part of this show where we're like, where you're like, how does this like sci-fi aspect interact with the way they're trying to tell this story? That's mm-hmm. basically what we're focused on right now because it's, yeah. it's uh, just all the weird, all your standard sci-fi plot, except they're trying to do Power Rangers at the same time and it doesn't work. You can't do those <laughs> at the same time. Um, but yeah, yeah, check that out. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm also on it. You should listen to it. Uh, Kavika, any last words for this uh, podcast? I'm not putting this, you... Uh, n- yeah. No, no, no. no. I think I got all the words that I wanted on this one. Uh, great. I also have <laughs> said all the words I want to say. Uh, all right. So long, everyone. Uncree. <laughs>